And I, I can't help loving you. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> awesome. Isn't I? I will always love you. Yeah, but I I don't make promises I can't keep. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is the show where I go out and I find the worst, absolute worst books, movies, and TV that I can find, and then I test the bounds of my friendship by forcing my two friends to read them along with me. Tonight we are talking about the first, roughly the first third of the, roughly the second book in the Twilight series. It's a new moon, the new moon, just new moon. There's a moon and it's new. That's right. I have proven once and for all that Ezra will do whatever I tell him to. <laughs> I am positive we have tape as of you saying there's no way I'll ever read any more Twilight. Oh, no. <laughs> In my defense, guys, uh, technically speaking, it's not reading if you're crying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you've heard them talk, I might as well introduce them. First of all, he's a thoroughly average-looking girl dealing with a breakup the only way he knows how, by being as boring as he ever was. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. Did I just hear a voice? Was it... No. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining us tonight, he's a vampire, he's beautiful, cold, smooth, cold, hard, beautiful, smooth, cold, and beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ezra. I'm also perfect. <laughs> I hadn't mentioned that you were perfect, but you totally are. And of course, uh, you know my voice by now, I'm a hot young Indian dog person hoping to catch a bit of Chris on the rebound. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. Yeah. I fix cars. And motorcycles. Apparently it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they're interchangeable. I'm good <laughs> with my hands, that's the point. Can I ram that home any farther? I'm good with my hands. Can you ram that home any farther? <laughs> <laughs> I am all this man and all that is innuendo. <laughs> you know, as much as it's miserable to be reading Twilight again, it's good to be back in our... I feel like I feel at home making fun of Twilight. <laughs> it is like I, a homecoming. Yeah. I feel like we've been trying on all these different sized hats for the last few weeks, and we're like, "Well, this doesn't quite fit." And they're like, "Twilight," and we're like, "Ah." And suddenly we come back to the retarded propeller hat that we first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for a compliment sandwich. Oh, God. And I, I want to tell you guys, this is the hardest it's ever been for me to come up with a compliment. Not as like a creative challenge, because I can always think of something, you know, backhanded compliment to say, but just because my brain rejects the idea of even pretending to compliment this work. <laughs> but I did manage to pull one out, so I'll go first and I'll tell you that one. My first compliment for the day is this, that during a trip to Port Angeles where she's trying to pretend to be normal... Bella, our anti-hero, watches a movie, a zombie movie, that is called Dead End, oh! which is a totally good name for a zombie movie. So I checked to see if Stephanie had come up with that, and in fact, she didn't. It was a zombie movie from 2004. Oh, no way. But it got 88% positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, so I think after I'm done listening to this book, I'm going to go watch that movie. 
So this is a possible pre-compliment that she may have accidentally introduced me to a zombie movie I like. Uh, Alex, you referred to Bella as an anti-hero. I think that's a little bit too far. She's an anti-person. <laughs> if she and a person got near each other, they would annihilate one. That's a physics truth bomb. What? <laughs> So this leads right into my comment, which is also about the movie theater. Oh, nice. Um, so at, at a certain point, Bella wants to go on a group date, but things fizzle because she sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and my favorite thing was that uh, when they're trying to decide what movie to see, or her friend goes, hey, there's that new romantic comedy that's getting good reviews. And if there wasn't a different indicator that this was complete fiction other than the fact that there are vampires it's that there's a romantic comedy that's getting great reviews <laughs> so i just got to tip my hat to sm for once again reminding me what sort of book i'm getting into <laughs> all right as uh your turn come up with something nice and uh, lay it on us okay <laughs> there was one moment that i, I think i legitimately laughed at Okay, Bella just convinced Jacob to go ahead and, and help her fix the bikes and not not tell their parents about it. Ooh. Yeah, so she says, Only a teenage boy would agree to this, deceiving both of our parents while repairing dangerous vehicles using money that was meant for my college education. He didn't see anything wrong with the paper. He didn't see anything wrong with the picture. Jacob was a gift from the gods. I could kind of get behind this model of uh, what is he, <laughs> a, a 16-year-old, six-and-a-half-foot Native American kid. Like, I would well, sign up. just under six-and-a-half. He's 6'5". Six he is 6'5". It's good. Man, you are on your numbers. You're on your shit tonight, Chris. I'm impressed. <laughs> you know, as I think that, you know, she says that he's a gift from the gods, but really, he's the one who is sitting at home doing something that, I mean, it's somewhat manly, but it's also pretty nerdy. And all of a sudden, a girl shows up and is like, hey, let's be crazy and reckless in a garage that your dad can't see into <laughs> doing the one nerdy thing that you're good at. And we can't tell our parents. <laughs> I feel like if, if any girl tells any 16-year-old boy anything and says, and we can't tell our parents. <laughs> Seriously. That boy is in because he thinks there might be second base somewhere around that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should say that as much as I think that she is a gift from the gods for him – as far as he can tell at this point, it's because he thinks he might get to see or maybe brush across a boob. And I'm guessing <laughs> that's not going to happen. He might get first and a half base. <laughs> yeah, first and a half base is where you kiss her lightly and she grabs you like a fucking maniac. <laughs> and then cuts herself. <laughs> and then falls down and needs stitches. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, well, uh, it's t this is a good point, I think, to uh, summarize the book. Normally, we'd have Chris do it, but as uh, as we may have been implying just a second ago, uh, Chris got a horrible paper cut on his birthday this year, and while he was bleeding, he has uh, – it's, it's, uh, it's like a version of sickle cell uh, where – uh, his his blood is holding all of his summaries, and it just can't clot. So his summaries poured out all over some clothes, which were then burned on a makeshift hospital table. So he can't summarize for us today. I'm sorry to hear about that, by the way, Chris. It was a very tragic email you sent me. Yeah, no, I sent it. Um, sorry for the slow typing. It's I can't use my left index finger, which is, of course, uh, G, T, R, F, and V. Yeah. So it, it made it a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately for, for us and for you, somebody, uh, several people, in fact, came in and saved the day. Those are our summer e-interns. 
So hey, why don't we take a listen to them, and then we'll tell you how you can get involved in the show. All right, so here's how the first one-third of New Moon goes. So Edward and Bella are all chummy, and it's Bella's birthday, and she says that she doesn't want any presents, but the Collins all get her some anyway because they're really rich. And then they invite her over to their house for cake and the giving of said presents. So while she's there, she gets a paper cut opening an envelope, and Jasper freaks out and tries to go for her. Edward shoves her out of the way into a glass table, smashing the table and covering Bella in her own blood thus making all of the vampires go crazy, and so the Cullens all freak out, except Carlisle, who makes her right because he's a doctor. Edward is totally distant to Bella for the next few days, and a few days later asks to come over, and um, when he comes over, he tells her that he is leaving and that all the Cullens are and that it'll be like he never existed. He also asks Bella to make a promise to him that she will be safe. And then he leaves, and she goes all catatonic for the next couple months. And one day she's driving down the road, and she spots two motorbikes for sale in front of the house. She knows that they don't work, but she buys them anyway, thinking that her uh, her mechanic friend Jacob can help her fix them up. And she does this because she thinks that since Edward broke his promise for it to be like he never existed, that she can break her promise to save Stay safe. So she takes the bikes to her mechanic, and he eagerly agrees to fix up the bikes and she gets to hang out with Bella because he's totally in love with her. And so the two become super close, hanging out every day, and Bella starts easing out of her depression, using Jacob as her own personal son. And that is the first one-third of New Moon. Hey, big thanks to our superfan Tess for calling in and recording that summary. So if you're curious how you can get involved in our show, how you can get your voice heard on our great podcast, you can call in and record a summary for us and be one of our own summary interns. Uh, and the way you – I paused in the totally wrong place for that joke. Uh, anyway, summer <laughs> interns. And the way you can do that is you can give us a call. Our phone number is 509-588-1280. Call that number, leave a voicemail, and then summarize for us the second third of New Moon and record that for us and we can uh, we may put your voice on the air. So once again, 509-588-1280. We would love to have many summary interns. So call us up and uh, tell us about the middle of the book. Fingers crossed for werewolves, right? In the middle of the book? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. That's what we're hoping for. Something better happen, man. <laughs> Fingers hoping for a different author in the middle of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and this portion of the book has been penned by Flannery O'Connor. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> Uh, although, would anything really be different if Dave Eggers wrote the middle part of the book? I mean, <laughs> it'd be the same book, but ironic. <laughs> Your lips are Your tongue is wine. Uh, let's let's break this down. Anywhere you guys want to start? Anything in particular? Oh, it's also emo. Um, <laughs> Yeah, how about Bella's death wish? Yeah, uh, absolutely. This is a wish I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> if I would, man, I will donate to the Make a Wish Foundation just to, in hopes that they will they will find Bella and help her out. We take young girls who are aren't dying but think their life is over because they got dumped, and we help them try to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> make a death wish foundation. <laughs> make a death wish is awesome. <laughs> Wherever Bella is, make a death wish will be there. Okay, so Bella has a death wish, and it could be fun 
Because it could be like, I don't know, playing a video game where you get to kill off your little character and he has cool death animations all the time. You just do that a few times and you get a laugh. (laughs) You know, but instead, because it's all narrated through her and because she's so insipid and morose, like, it's never any fun. Like, I I guess that's the worst part is that she's trying all these things and it's almost like a montage if it were moving with any speed. (laughs) (laughs) I was so... So envious of Bella uh, at one point. Um, I really was considering finding an Edward to have him break up with me so I could also be numb during this book. <laughs> I, the, the, the numbness thing is really, really bizarre because it was like Stephanie Meyer thinks she's making this character morose and boring and emo. And it's exactly the same as she ever has been. <laughs> just, the, Mopey Bella is like exactly. It's like it's maybe a little tiny bit less interesting than normal normal Bella, but not a lot. Yeah, the only difference is she doesn't have the fixation. She's not mopey and numb about Edward. She's mopey and numb about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- this is sort of like the way the way I've liked other characters and the things we've talked about where. I don't actually like the character as played in the book, or I like I, we did this with uh, the Lost Symbol. Simpkins. Yeah, with Agent <laughs> Turner Simpsons. Simpkins. He's like, we, <laughs> it wasn't that Simpkins was fun in the book. It was that my picture in my head of Simpkins doing the thing. Like Dan Brown and I didn't agree on what Agent Simpkins was like, <laughs> but my picture was fun. That's what I'm. That's what I've been doing with Bella in this last like in in chapters like I don't know whatever six and seven. I was like. I'm picturing in my head that she's just gone fucking batshit. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my Bella actually um, was also more fun than the real Bella. Um, my Bella during her months of numbness, she was actually a junkie that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her reckless behavior is like, hey, let me get a motorcycle. It's like, that's not how you kill yourself. There are better ways to self-destruct. Yeah. Uh, and if you just look at you know any celebrity, you can find that way. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things that are fun and crazy and dangerous that you can do, what about Jacob, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty doable. He is 6'5 now and has a – his friend has a center part, but he appears to not have a center part. Um, and <laughs> he has big manly hands that he's very good with. Mm-hmm. And even though he's two years younger than Bella, he is light years more doable than Bella. Discuss. <laughs> We've basically switched away from the Edward model now, and uh, we're now experiencing basically the argument for Team Jacob. Although, yeah. although I am planning on attending a midnight showing of New Moon, and I'm planning on wearing my brand new Team Lesbian Alice t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, let me just put this out. Uh, if you Google this... <laughs> you, um, what were the exact words? Team Lesbian Alice? Yeah, I can't imagine that would turn up wrong. <laughs> you might want to have um, oh. Safe Search on. Uh, just, <laughs> just, just FYI, guys. Okay, so, I mean, for the record, I guess, uh, I, I'm, on, um, I'm on Team Edward. However... Effing Y. <laughs> those are two really interesting letters, Chris. Please respond to them. Effing <laughs> Y. <laughs> well, uh, firstly, F... <laughs> because Jacob uh, is, you know, 
he's enthusiastic, but ultimately he will not be tied into destiny, religion, mythology, and the you know the future the way that Edward surely will. So I think he he's he's the, he's the long view, you know. Uh, and I'm not just talking about the future, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but also you know you you kind of. You know, even though Bella's a stupid kid, you got to go with what works. And, uh, you know, they like each other. So, and plus, I don't think Jacob is healthy for her because of all the, you know, the there's a lot of fish in his diet. You know, he's down there. <laughs> Chris, let me just point this out to you. Uh, and This might be, well, anyway, Chris, if, <laughs> if Bella ended up with Edward, right? Vampires are immortal, right? And, 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 uh, and werewolves are not. So... Basically, you're saying you're okay with them having children that live forever. <laughs> okay. That, that. I, ultimately, well, okay. So, yes, and here's why. <laughs> um, and really, it, it, it goes back to what we said the last time when we were talking about Twilight, uh, the New Moon trailer, is uh, what would you rather do, a monster or a puppy? My answer is monster. So, you know, monster it is. I, I have to live with that choice. I have to go to bed with the choices I've made. You, know? you will have nightmares I, because I will give you nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> so here are two reasons why I think at least Jacob would be more fun in bed. Uh, number one, warm to the touch, which I think is you. Oh, wow. Okay, so I wanted to bring this up. Uh, thank you. The first time in this book that edward is described as being cool to the touch he is described as being cold like an ice sculpture mm. now before in the book he was just described as you know cool to the touch and we thought oh like like a chillo you know he doesn't produce any body heat because he's a vampire so he's cool but in a refreshing way now we understand that he's cold like an ice, ice sculpture it means you ever tried to touch a piece of ice for like more than like 10 seconds that means like, if she tongue kisses him her tongue might get stuck right and a not hot uh, you know, B, it's just a pain to keep warm water around. But <laughs> it's, you know, what it really is, it's a health hazard uh, because she is sleeping with him every single night, you know, like nestled up against him. No wonder she's dumb. She's got frostbite on her brain. <laughs> well, frankly, and I, I think the best indicator is she still thinks it's a good idea. As, as a person who has spent many nights sharing a bed with a girl. Ooh, I'm out. <laughs> body heat as a man is one of your best qualities and one you might want to hang on to. That is so true. <laughs> Any of my warm brothers know what I'm talking about. That's right. Holla. I just gave myself a high five. Yeah. Everyone high five themselves. <laughs> um, second point, besides being warm to the touch, uh, I think just in general, um, youthful enthusiasm would be much more fun to be with than uh, frozen aloofness. Yeah. But he is perfect looking. <laughs> right. Perhaps I'm more about personality and you're more about looks, Chris. Maybe that's where we're differing here. I mean, look, I'd rather make out with a puppy than a statue, I think. Because a puppy will, will like, will, you know, will lick you back. And a statue, <laughs> a statue Actually, won't. This is a really interesting way to frame the question. Puppies what, would you or rather statues, make yeah. out with a puppy or an ice sculpture? Yeah. I got to say, I'm going to go with the ice sculpture now that we put it this way because the puppy does have more of a stigma. Yeah. All right, all right. How about this? Would you rather cuddle with then? All right. A puppy or an ice sculpture? No question. The cuddling is that it's no question. It's definitely Team Jacob. But if we're talking about actual sex, and I hope we are, <laughs> fine, uh, fine, fine. Talk about sex. If you catch me making out with an ice sculpture, you're like, what the fuck is with Alex? 
But if I'm making out with your dog, you're like, our friendship is over. If it's your own dog, it's not a problem, though. <laughs> that is not a rule. <laughs> you can't just say that. I'm pretty sure I saw that in a movie once. That they, they had that as a rule. It's if true. If you came over, I mean, not to my house, because obviously, you know. But if you went over to Chris's house and he was having sex with a dog. <laughs> is it his dog? Does the dog have his shots? Does it wear protection? What? You wouldn't have said, whose dog is this? You would say, <laughs> yes. Chris, why are you boning a dog? No, 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 no. I'm saying, is that your dog? And then I'll say, Chris, why are you boning your dog? Oh, thank God. I was afraid it was somebody else's. <laughs> I think I think with the makeout question, though, returning to that, uh, you guys are, are just missing the, the killer question. And really, I think it's which one is less likely to piss itself with excitement? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through that. <laughs> but the answer is an ice sculpture is much less likely to piss itself with excitement. I disagree because the ice sculpture is constantly pissing itself. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> there is no continents. There's only incontinence with ice sculpture. <laughs> oh, boning an ice sculpture would be so miserable. Yeah, right? Well, I, I feel like with an ice sculpture, you're doomed to catch rather than pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that's not exactly true, but there are a lot more problems. <laughs> I'm just going to take you guys' word for it. I don't want to work on that anymore. No, actually, I, I can't just bring this up for a second. I feel like we've gone way past the too dirty to keep this part in the podcast. Look, if if the ice sculpture is catching, okay, you actually might have a logistical issue because the closer you get to it, the more you shrink back. I think it's, it's like a Zeno's paradox where you can never actually touch it. So your contention is we have to bone a dog because it's physically impossible by Zeno's paradox to bang an ice sculpture. Is actually... Your tool would have to be the temperature of a blast furnace <laughs> to make that work. And I'm not saying it's not, but I am saying that might also cause other problems because you could actually bone a hole in something, which everybody's wanted to do, but no one's ever actually done. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've finally broken the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I, I stopped being able to talk there I, or laugh. <laughs> so all of all of the 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 Edward Jacob talk reminds me of something. So. All of the time that we had Ed, Edward in the other book, uh, it was really awful, and we had her just constantly mentioning how amazing Edward is. Uh, but once we transition into Jacob mode, we transition into this other thing where uh, Stephanie Meyer is constantly writing accidentally hilarious uh, sentences about Jacob. So I've pulled these out because, you know, Ezra would have if he had more time. It's true. <laughs> All right, so here's number one. As always, Jacob was game for anything I wanted. <laughs> the rest of the quote is, as always, Jacob was game for anything I wanted, even if it was a little strange. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I blew it. Number two is a little bit longer. This one's actually, I think, a threefer. As soon as we had everything laid out on the plastic floor next to Jacob's toolbox, <laughs> he went right to work. <laughs> Jacob's skill with his hands was fascinating. <laughs> they look too big for the delicate tasks they performed with ease and precision. <laughs> ah! Okay, so the way the narrator said performed wasn't 
too big for the delicate task that he performed. They performed. It was too big for the delicate task they performed. <laughs> yeah, it actually sounded like she was laughing a little bit. It, it, well, not laughing, trembling, quivering with excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. He was so big. Oh. It felt like I was a child hugging a grown-up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a little gross. Uh, yeah, the first part's okay, but the second part... <laughs> Next one. And I want to point out that this is a very small sampling of the number of times I giggled but didn't have a pen near me. Let's do it again. I don't think so. Jacob still sounded worried. I think I'd better drive you to the hospital first. Oh! <laughs> her in half? <laughs> He's drilling that extra hole that everybody's always wanted to do. <laughs> All right, last one. According to Jacob, we did get lucky at the dump. <laughs> oh. Perhaps, Ezra, you can get some redemption because I have yet another game. Oh! And in order to make this uh, this one interesting. Uh, Chris, you will be judging this round, and Ezra and I will be playing. I can't wait to insult you both. So, it is time for yet another Read It and Wheat debate! Tonight's question, should Edward, and this is the moral quandary that he had to deal with himself, should Edward change Bella into a vampire? Speaking tonight on the affirmative... That is me, I am Alex, speaking on the negative side, and thus going first in the opening round, it is Ezra. Ezra, this is your chance. Chris, you will be judging it, you will be making all official calls during the debate. Here, here's how this works, we will break it into rounds, we will have a simple, one, per, one person gives a point, the other person makes a rebuttal, Chris, you decide between the two. Then we continue on with the next round. Okay. Ezra, you can you go first making the first point, and I will have the first rebuttal. Okay. If Bella becomes a vampire... She could live forever, and the series could never end. Ooh. Alex? That is true. However, if she was a vampire, she could kill Stephanie Meyer and thus end the series, but continue to live on forever without anyone hearing about it. Interesting. It's too big of a risk for me. I would rather have someone else take care of that. For that one, I think that Ezra wins because there's no way Stephanie Meyer would create a character so meta she could break the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Point Ezra. Okay, so are you going to be keeping track of points then, or is there going to be just an overall... As with any good point tracking, they will weigh towards the final, but the final will eclipse everything. It's like uh, American Gladiators. Perfect. Uh, second point, there's only one character that I really care about in Twilight, which is Charlie. Charlie might be sad if Bella actually had to die. Hmm. And Bella has to die in order for her to become a vampire. Well, you, you made this one really easy on me then. I think that Edward should turn her into a vampire because then her dad, Charlie, will definitely not have to watch her die. Even though she will technically die, she'll do it out of view of Charlie, and then in his view, will just live forever. Huh. I'm going to go with uh, nobody wins on that one because Charlie sat on both times and people with mustaches crying make me cry. Oh, Continue. fair enough. All right, point number three. <laughs> okay, I think this is pretty much the crusher. As we know, vampires, whatever their main attribute is in life as a human becomes amplified when they're a vampire. Bella's main attribute as a human is clumsiness. <laughs> she could kill everyone by accident if she became a vampire. Yes, that is absolutely right. However, 
one of the things about becoming a vampire is that you also become excellent and beautiful and skilled at everything, and then you get one superpower. So clearly, she would get excellent and beautiful and less clumsy, and her superpower would be she would sell camping merchandise better than anybody ever. <laughs> I think I'm convinced by Alex on this one. Point Alex. Yeah! Woohoo! All right, feeling good riding into my points. <laughs> so it's one and one. Yeah, it's one and one. Point number one, Edward should change Bella into a vampire because in the vampire world, having absolutely no personality makes you fit right in, so she would be at home. Huh. Response, do we really want Bella to be happy? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Point, Ezra. <laughs> Point of clarification. <laughs> I didn't actually say that she would be happy, just that she would fit in. I could have been talking about everybody else's happiness instead. I can't take that risk. <laughs> one points for Ezra for that one. That was great. <laughs> Fair enough. Point number two. Edward clearly believes that vampires' souls don't get to go to heaven, and no one in heaven deserves to have to have Bella hanging around. Um, that's a really good point. <laughs> point for Alex. Done. All right. Point number three. Edward should change Bella into a vampire because then she would be prettier and less awkward, and thus they'd need to get a new actor to play her in the movie. I hate the idea that there could be more than one Bella in the world. <laughs> you should help. You should hate that too. Uh, I agree with Ezra. Kristen Stewart is just the right amount of bland. Okay, so actually, um, I just did some tabulations, and it's dead even coming up to the five-word finale of this debate. So, as Ezra, you were on the negative. You shall go first with your five words. Now, keep in mind, grammar doesn't matter. So, you get five words in closing to why you think that Bella should not become a vampire. Give me, give me one second to prepare. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll, I'll let you get... <laughs> One second of I time. will let you take the time to find your rhyming dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, rhyming helps us? Got it. It, it can't hurt. Right? <laughs> I'm done. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Fuck Bella. Fuck Edward. Hella. Wow. I mean, that's a very strong point, although I'm not sure that... Uh, and it rhymed. I mean, I think it might actually fit with my argument even better. I'm going to go with uh, impressive, but unclear as to your motivations. <laughs> You gave me five words and it had to rhyme. <laughs> no, I, I never said that. I just I was just making fun you of you. You fell for the trap. I'm going to get an extra point for that rhyme. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that into consideration. Alex, your five words? Okay, follow me on this one. Vampires are fake. Bella disappears. <laughs> sold. <laughs> Even Ezra was sold on that one. <laughs> While I give Ezra substantial props and for his mad rhyming skills, yeah, I feel you get a bonus uh, you point know, in my book. Yeah, yeah totally get a bonus point. Alex gets the bonus win on this one. <laughs> Ezra. Keep pretending not to cry. <laughs> Alex, I won in one category, and that was I have more bonus points than you. <laughs> yeah, it's like having longest road and four victory points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, all right. Bonus point for anyone who calls in and gets that joke. <laughs> Let's move on, as I believe you had a mini game uh, that you wanted to play as well. So let's, let's continue the game round. Yeah, yeah, I, I just like this because it's a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Same same thing that I asked with Vampire Diaries. What's the one thing you would change this book? 
That would make it good. I'm going to go right away. Mm-hmm. So early, or I guess midway through the first sixth, or maybe the second sixth, uh, when she's being all emo, and I think she's like halfway through her third step towards the crowd of dudes in Port Angeles, she goes, I realized I wasn't the heroine anymore, that my story is over. And <laughs> Stephanie Myers should have just been done. <laughs> just, just stop right there. The way to make this book better is for it to end in chapter three. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one thing that she could do to make this story better, and I can do this in just one word, dinosaurs. <laughs> oh! Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> so excellent. Oh, my gosh. And then it's vampires versus werewolves versus dinosaurs. <laughs> I want to see the dinosaurs playing vampire baseball. Yeah. They run really fast and no one wants to tag them out, and they're especially good at a crunch play at the plate, but they're really awkward handling the bat. <laughs> You can't bunt with your head again, Triceratops. <laughs> Charge. My one change is that in an ironic twist, Jacob actually does build her a motorcycle, but before he does, he infects it with smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> and then Edward and Jacob run off and have gay dog-on-ice sculpture sex. <laughs> Everyone wins. Except if the dog gets stuck to the ice sculpture. Oh, and then the oh, that would be so cute and terrifying. Right? Like the tongue gets just stuck? Like it just freezes Aww. on? Oh, puppy tongue. But it's okay because it's his dog. <laughs> hey, uh, let's take a moment just to make two really quick predictions. The first one was, I'd like you guys to predict, is yes or no, the voice in Bella's head is actually Edward stalking her. You know my feeling on it. How do you guys feel? Sadly, yes. Sadly, so very yes. All right. And option number two, this is an open-ended question. What is the giant bear in the woods? You mean besides a giant bear in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> you mean like he's also a novelist? Like, what are you, what are you kidding at? <laughs> he's a part-time model? What? <laughs> <laughs> So clearly you believe he's a bear in the woods, but with <laughs> some other skills. Yeah, aspirations. Does yeah. part of your being doubt that he's actually a bear? You mean like it's a person in a bear suit? <laughs> <laughs> that would be one option. Boy, I wish that was the case. There's a house-sized bear costume, and it's just some really sweaty guy wearing it, but you can see him through the neck hole. <laughs> you can see the zipper yeah. when you get up close. Uh... Chris, you said earlier you seemed to think it was a that you thought it was a werewolf, and I, I'm not sure I agree with that. That seems a little weird, right? I mean, it's like house-sized. And how many people see a giant wolf and think, oh my god, a grizzly bear? Well, uh, nobody sees a wolf that big. And Jacob's already 6'5", and it seems like Sam Yulian and his other clearly werewolf friends are also very tall. Yeah. That, you know, when you're a werewolf, you get bigger anyway, due to the fur and, you know, the ears. And I think that it might just be a big werewolf. Why? Why do you think it's like an uh, island of Dr. Monroe, Moreau? Like, it's this giant half-bear, half-human, like, help me! Like, <laughs> Actually, now that we've talked about it, I'm really hoping that it's a dinosaur in a bear costume. <laughs> it doesn't know how to work the arms quite well. <laughs> like, oh, it's so awkward. <laughs> I'm a bad bear. Or, you know what it really is? It's two small children <laughs> sitting on one another's shoulders. <laughs> All right, well, it's it's time for the second half of tonight's compliment sandwich. We're going to say one more nice thing about this. 
Actually, you know what's scary? That means there's five more compliments on the book. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, okay, well, here is our second of six compliments we have to come up with about Twilight New Moon book, which means 18 relatively nice things will have been said about it before we're done, which I think is way more than it deserves. However, I will uh, proudly go first, as I did in the opening. There is one moment in this book, I think we've all agreed that we like Charlie more than anybody else in the book, save for maybe Alice's hair. Yep. And it's because of his mustache. So clearly we're we're sort of hair-based on whenever we like somebody. But Charlie is the closest thing in the first book to a character that they actually have. And still true in the second book, there is a moment after Bella has been emo for like six months where he tries to approach her. And he opens up about how it hurt a lot when uh, Bella's mom, Renee, left him. And who could ever leave Charlie? But he opens up, and for a half a sentence, exactly half a sentence, I thought, oh, a character. (laughs) 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 And I kind of liked it, and I was sad for him. And uh, that was easily my favorite, unironically, my favorite half sentence in the entire book uh, series so far, in the entire bio G so far. Oh, that's sweet. Something I liked about this is when Jacob and Bella worked on these motorcycles to to get out of their depression, and I kind of like that as a as a way to to make yourself happy is to get out there and do shit with your hands. It kind of reminded me of my youth, of days before the internet, and <laughs> maybe a, a happier, simpler time when I didn't have to uh, listen to Twilight on my my iPod, and, <laughs> and then do sound editing for twelve hours after that. <laughs> yeah, it, it made me happy to think that maybe it's it's possible to to be out there in the world and doing something real with a motorcycle that might kill you. Yeah, it was basically like she finally started doing something in her life, which is all I've ever wanted her to do. She finally started making herself a little bit interesting, completely for the wrong reasons. <laughs> so my compliment is actually part of the really annoying emo shit that's in the first part of this book. And so as one of her birthday presents, Bella gets a new stereo for her truck. And it's really nice and it sounds really good and all that. But when Edward leaves and takes everything away perfectly, he's not quite perfect because he left the stereo in the truck. Which I guess he didn't give her, but come on, right? <laughs> so what she does is not, hey, Dad, can I borrow your screwdriver? What she does is, I feel so dark inside, I'm just going to claw this stereo out with my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> and so she gets really, like her hands get really torn up and she does a really lousy job of tearing it out. And there's just this gaping hole uh, in her in her truck where the stereo used to be. And not only is it a really shallow metaphor for her heart, but it's also <laughs> kind of hardcore, like that she's just like clawing it out. And I thought that's the one part that her death wish and everything else. I was just like, shit, that is pretty dark there, Miss Myers. <laughs> and just for making me do that, I'm going to I'm going to say uh, bully for you. All right. By the way, Alex, I did find that I noted one other uh, <laughs> innuendo thing. Yeah. When they're on the motorcycle, Bella goes, Jacob, it won't stay up. <laughs> and he goes, it will when you're moving. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Read It and Weave. We've had a great time with you. Uh, this hour almost, but not quite, makes up for the week of having to read Twilight that I've had. Not even close. Thank you very much for being here, Chris. You're very, very welcome. Ezra, I appreciate you putting yourself out once again and proving yourself wrong. <laughs> I like to put out. <laughs> you and Jacob. Okay. Well, we'll be here again with the middle third of Twilight. Join us next week. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Read It and Weep. we got a website, read-weep.com, where you can find information on getting in touch with us, including the email address, podcasts at readweep.com. And, of course, you can comment on the iTunes store. And also, as I mentioned before, you can call us, 509-something-something-whatever-whatever. It's not in front of me, but it's on the website. Please, we love to hear from you. Anything you have to say. Thanks so much.